Hello, I'm Brandon Jose, Kent County Paranormal. With me is Tammy Post and Jennifer Anderson, uh, fellow members of Kent County Paranormal. And today's special guest is Matt Walkington of Afterlife Communications. And for some of our pages, um, of course, you can check us out on Facebook, uh, forward slash Kent County Paranormal. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Kent County Paranormal. Um, you can uh, go to our our email address is Kent County Paranormal at hotmail.com or you can call us at 616-541-4496 or you can e or, uh, message us through our Facebook page as well. That's facebook.com forward slash Kent County Paranormal. All right, so now we're going to get started. We usually like to let our guests kind of lead the conversation and kind of go with what they would like to talk about. So, um. Well, like you said, uh, my name is Matt Walkington. Um, my wife, Nicole, and I started uh, Afterlife Communications almost exactly five years ago. Um, both of us have had paranormal experiences in the past, and we decided this could be fun. Um, shortly after we started, um, we got involved with Paracon, um, started going to that, and just really made connections, really started branching out, um, and just been having fun. We do a lot of residential stuff. Um, I was able to join you guys, I think it was last year, on the World's Largest Ghost Hunt. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And that was a lot of fun. So I'm really hoping that Kent County Paranormal and Afterlife Communications can team up, start doing some big investigations. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, it would be, be, fun. be yeah. fun. Yeah, that's one of the things we've been trying to do is team up with some other teams. We're going to be, our next podcast, we're going to have uh, Bill Jones from GRASP, and we're going to be discussing the Paranormal uh, Summit. We're going to try to get a bunch of paranormal teams all together at the start of the new year from the area. So I'll try to work together. <laughs> I know, because for years I've been wanting to get into what is, well, it's shot down now, um, but it used to be Riverside Correctional Facility, one of the original state hospitals. Mm. Um, and there's tunnel, there's a tunnel underneath the, the building um, where they used to do lobotomies and electroshock therapy. And it would be hard to get in there because it's such an asbestos-filled area. But um, if I can get the state to do it, I would love to be able to get like three or four teams together because there's a lot awesome. of yeah. area yeah. there. Um, just so the it's main... still standing. Oh yeah, it, um, it was actually they shut it down from the prison um, back quite a few years ago, and then the state police decided that instead of leasing the property that they were currently in that they would shut their post down and move it to something that's already owned by the state. Mm -hmm. Okay. So state police went in there. Um, since then, the state police have left that building, and now it's just a vacant building owned by the state of Michigan. Wow. Where is it? In Ionia. Oh. Um, right on Riverside Drive. Almost, I think it's either just inside or just outside of city limits. Okay. So, I mean, it would be, it'd be a big building, their main building is like four stories. Wow. Um, plus, they've got all the other outbuildings where they used to keep convicts. But the main part of the building is actually still part of what was the original state hospital. Very cool. So 
who knows what's down in the basement of that place. Do you so. know if anybody else has ever investigated there? To the best of my knowledge, nobody ever has. So we could be the first if we can get in there. Yeah. With a couple teams. Yeah. I that would, would be nice, yeah. Yeah, I would love to be able, I mean, I've been in the administrative building when it was Riverside. I would go up there with my dad. He'd have to go up, drop something off on his day off or whatever. Um, so I've been inside the main lobby of the administrative building, and it's huge. I mean, even as a kid, I, I would get a kind of a weird feeling walking in there. I don't know if it was just because I was eight or nine years old walking into a prison. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it's a paranormal dream to get in there. It has that been be, for yeah. about five years now for me. Nice. So now that we're starting to get a little more established, um, I'm really hoping that I can get the paperwork sent in. Um, potentially, I mean, I'm potentially looking at probably a two-year process, being that it's really? the state wow. and it's such a. At one point, it was such a high security place. I don't know what is what all's left in the building. I don't know okay. what all is left on the grounds. It's basically up in the woods on top of a hill. You can't even see the building from the entrance of the driveway. Hmm. So getting in there might be a problem as far as getting permission from the state, but I'm going to try first of the year. Very cool. That if you need nice. help or anything, let me know because I'll help you. I don't know what I could do, but paperwork or whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get enough people to... To sign something or get some hazmat suits, it sounds like we're going to need something. (laughs) Yeah, at least least really good respirators. Right. That's a little scary right there. (laughs) Well, as far yeah, that's just in the tunnels. I don't think there's asbestos in the the other buildings. Because they didn't shut that down too long ago, did they? Riverside was shut down probably about... Six years ago, eight years yeah. ago. So it hasn't been too terrible. Yeah, so long. they would have had, they had people living in there. Right. Yeah. Well, that and the state police were in the main administrative right. building, so. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. So, but that's uh, one of the things that Afterlife is going to be working on. Um, another thing is, um, we've kind of leaked it a little bit, kind of given a teaser. Um, First of the year, we're, Nicole and I are hoping to write a book, our first book. It's not going to be anything huge, long, probably 100 pages at the most. Um, and we're hoping to just open people's eyes to what the paranormal is. Um, give them kind of an introduction. Let them know that Hollywood is just that. It's just Hollywood. Investigations, mm-hmm. as you guys know, is not, oh, did you hear that? What was that? <laughs> No, and we say that all the time, it's too. It's sitting not there like Hollywood. in the dark talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Sitting um, in the dark for hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, doing an investigation, I've gotten really good naps. <laughs> but I think we all have that. <laughs> Brandon is good at. He's our nap taker in our group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. I, got, I always got to avoid sitting. No, I get in a comfy chair, and after midnight, I'm I might be drifting off a little. Bit. You're lucky you make it till midnight. Yeah, me. I'm looking at my watch, going, man, it's ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're hoping to uh, get that book going. 
Um, and we're really kind of trying to, like, like my wife says, we're trying to make our mark in the field. Um, and one of those directions is actually what I just built over the weekend. Um, there's a lot of human influence in paranormal equipment. Um, I made a stand for dowsing rods because when you're <coughs> using dowsing rods, it doesn't take a whole lot to move your hand and those rods are moving. Right. You're not getting true evidence. So I made stands to where I can set my dowsing rods in it. There is no human contact. If a spirit wants to move those dowsing rods, they're going to move them whether I'm holding them or not. Right. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I'm going to be building this winter is a pendulum stand. Um, because with a pendulum, when you're holding the cord, your hand could move a little bit. You don't even realize it now you're getting false evidence um and i actually brought one of the pieces that i built over the weekend Ooh. and that is a battery operated mess or talking board almost like stranger Sweet. things yes that's actually what the influence was oh yeah and all it is is it's just it's just battery operated christmas lights okay can um, you raise it up a little higher so the camera yeah, can, so yeah. can see it too the uh the batteries are just an energy source. If right. a spirit, you know, I'm gonna, when I test it out, which will actually be this weekend, um, the house that I live in is actually haunted, so my mother-in-law and I, and hopefully Nicole, will be testing out this equipment. Um, oh, that'll be fun. But I'm just gonna leave it off, and if a spirit wants to communicate, they can draw energy either from a person or from the batteries. And so, just light individual lights. So if you use this, if a spirit touches it, is it the whole thing going to go off, or are they going to just think individual, that individual they'd be able to? Yep. Clever. So are always or, looking for something new out in the field, too. Or, you know, I could just leave the lights on, and if they want to say something, they could shut just that one light off. But I think, you know, with doing an investigation in the dark, it's going to show up a lot better if it's oh, off yeah. and the spirit actually lights light up so and that that runs off of the same principle too is like with Ouija boards if people have their hands on the planchette all it takes is one person to make a subtle movement and everybody's gonna follow that lead right right too much human interaction it that's why a lot of people say that when you go into a place now is instead of using all your equipment use your eyes your ears your senses your smell the, and it's something like that the last couple investigations that I've done, I've actually gotten away from the digital stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went back to using my analog recorder. I have a 30-minute tape. I do an EVP session. I'll do, I'll do three or four of them. Once that 30-minute tape is up, I take a break. I listen to it. If there's nothing there, I record over it. Mm -hmm. <coughs> if there is, I'll flip the tape over. I've got another 30 minutes on the other side. That's one um, thing I can't give up is my recorder. Even though oh, we don't get yeah. that much, I really like that. Yeah. But they also say the um, the compass, which I have, I should start using that more mm -hmm. because they said even um, Greg Newkirk was telling me that a long time ago that when you use the compass, he goes, that's what he used the very first time before all the equipment. Because if that's going to move, what's going to make that move? Yeah. You wonder about that, you know. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because when I first got in this field, 
approximately 13 years ago. Um, first two pieces of equipment that I bought was a $35 GE digital camera, and I went to Myers and bought a directional compass. compass. <laughs> Both of those things are still in my arsenal that I use at investigations. So, right, right. Um, I think people in the field are relying way too much on the advancement of technology in this field. We need to get back to basics. Right. Um, and that's partially what I want to explain in the book that we write too, is technology is great, yes. Um, when you do EVP sessions, run your stuff through a computer, through an audio program, enhance the audio so you can hear it better. Have no problems with that. But don't go out and buy four or $500 recorders because I can guarantee you my $30 recorder that I bought off of Amazon is going to record the same thing that your recorder did. Mm -hmm. I agree. So it's just, you know, Afterlife, we started this trying to, and it's actually still on our Facebook page, um, we're there to help our clients get the answers they want and they deserve. Um, everything we've done so far has been residential. Mm -hmm. um, and I really enjoy doing residential. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Nicole, unfortunately, hasn't been able to go on an investigation yet, um, so I'm going into it as a solo investigator, but I always make sure there's at least the homeowner there. Um, and I during the pre-investigation interview, I go in, I mean, I'll ask them, I'm there for two hours asking questions nonstop. And I'll do baseline baseline readings. And I tell people, look, okay, here's what you say you have going on. When I come in to do the investigation, I'm going to be by myself, but you're going to be here with me. If you start to see these things, pull me out of there. Because I may not be in control of what's happening at that moment right. so that way I'm I'm not only protecting myself by being in there alone but I'm also trying to help educate my clients right. so that way they know okay well if he's experiencing this and he says that this could happen well if that starts happening to them they'll know the warning signs to start out with yep and that's true then they can reach out to whatever source Here's they need to get search. help. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently my phone likes to talk. <laughs> wow. Well, what's it searching for? That's, that's a really curious yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was scary. My, us. <laughs> my, phone's right my, phone, here. my phone was locked in, in the off position. Oh, maybe the yeah. spirit's huh. working right now. Has <laughs> the lights gone out? I you might, saw need it here to, first. might need to leave my phone here when I go home. You don't want to know if it's on it here. Yeah. Well, apparently, whoever it is likes talking to Google. So, um, so how many investigations have you been on in the last, what, five years? Uh, since we started um, Afterlife, we have done roughly, I think we're up to like 20 residentials. And then I've joined you guys. And I have, I went with um, West Michigan Ghost Hunter Society. Okay. Um, 
and that was at the Belding Museum. Uh, that was an interesting one. We didn't, I mean, we were there for about four hours, six hours, and we didn't really get a whole lot. And this was when I was first starting Afterlife. Didn't know a lot about the field. And so I had downloaded a thermal imager, thermal imager on my phone. How a thermal, thermal how a, air quotes. Yeah, how a thermal <laughs> imager works through a regular digital camera on a cell phone. I don't know, but I'm not a tech guy. <laughs> and But what was weird is when we were down in the basement, I was down there with four other people, three other people, and I thought I had heard something off to my right where because we were in a room and the hallway ran kind of behind me and off to the right and I thought I had heard something so I turned look I don't see anything but I figured you know what what the heck I've got a thermal imager on my phone so I point my phone down there I take a picture I hold my phone still I take a second picture and all of a sudden in the second picture I can see almost like the silhouette of a person starting to emerge from behind this post. And I was like, uh, 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 like I didn't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> like I was trying to tell the other people, like uh, there's something down the hallway and I'm not sure if it's coming for us. Um, <laughs> and so I, sh I finally somehow came up with the words and I told them, guys, look, and we went out there and we started doing EVP session. We started doing more pictures. I found out about an hour later that when they were remodeling the basement, they came across human remains of an old Indian chief. No kidding. So I don't know if that's who was in the hallway looking in on us. Wow. No idea. Hmm, after history on that. Yeah. I know, I'm sure there probably is. Yeah, I'm sure. Is that the building across from the library? Yeah. Okay. That's one we've been trying to get into, and it's hard to get into now. They only open they one day a week or right, something, right? Right. Yeah. They are now. How long ago was this? This was when I first started Afterlife, so a good five years five ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Five, okay. maybe even six. It might have been just before I started Afterlife. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it was funny because I don't know if you've ever, you guys have ever been in that building. Mm -mm. Um, they have talking tubes, which oh, is basically cool. just six That's inch neat. PVC pipe runs through the building. Yeah. And it, but it's only on the second floor and the second floor is more <coughs> kid based stuff. And so the leader of, um, the ghost hunter society and I, we're at, one end of the building doing an EVP session. And there are people at the other end, which is 200 feet, 250 feet. We couldn't hear each other talking. But then we get done with the EVP session. We go down, we're listening to it. And she's like, we got something, we got something. And she, she starts playing it. And I was like, no, we didn't get anything. She's like, no, you hear those voices? I said, you realize that we're sitting at one end of that talking tube, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would sound like a ghost, wouldn't it? 
I said there were people at the other end of the talking to doing an investigation. Pretty sure we didn't catch nothing. <laughs> Almost like your stomach growling as you're doing an investigation. Yeah. Wasn't that Same building thing. like originally a dorm for the silk trade that was there mm-hmm. for the women? I think it was. Isn't that what the library is? Yeah, because across the street from there used to be, it used to be the silk, the silk. factory. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately isn't there anymore. It's like a women's right. dorm or something, or I don't remember. Yeah, what they she tore said. it down. Now it's just a big field. Yeah, it's just a yeah. flat land flat. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've uh, I've had some pretty interesting stuff happen over the years. Um, before, actually, before I met my wife, um, I decided to go out to Seedman Park and look for the Ada Witch mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the very first time I went out there, I went out there with three other people. We had absolutely no idea what we were doing. We watched like three quarters of an episode of Ghost Hunters and was like, hey, we can do this. <laughs> so that's all we all get started. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that seems, that seems to be one of those. Later, yeah. yeah. Seems yeah. to be the common denominator with yeah. most people. So we go and we grab my camera and my compass and we go out there we're out there for two hours going why are we standing in the cold for nothing you know um so we we decided we we're gonna go back to the car and i told him you know what we're in the parking lot i'm just gonna take a few pictures real quick see if i can find anything so we're down in the parking lot i take a picture i hold the camera perfectly still i take a second picture i don't see anything in it Next day, I get home from work. I'm like, okay, I want to look through these pictures. I start looking. Those two pictures that I took, I found the biggest, I don't know if it's actual evidence. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it to this day, and it's been a long time. (laughs) Nine years at least. Um, But I could see basically the tor- head and torso of a man leaning out from one side of a tree. And then the very next picture, it's the same shape, only it's leaning out the other side of the tree. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And all it is is just a black mass. And it's basically, basically go from left hip to right shoulder, and then when he's on the other side, right hip to left shoulder. Wow, that's crazy. I still have no idea. Who or what that was. And it didn't show up until the next day on your film or whatever? No, it was, I mean, it was, I'm sure it was in the picture when they took it. I know, I've had Polaroids where stuff shows up, like, later, you know. That's bizarre, too. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this was on a digital camera. I didn't do anything with the pictures. It's just, it was, like, midnight, and I had worked all day, so I was tired. I wasn't about to go through the pictures I took. Right. and Actually, then, it's more fun the next day to go through it. Yeah. Well, Take luckily, your time in. luckily, I had the day off, so <laughs> I was able to, you know, sleep in, get good rest, and then actually look yep. through them. Um, and then the second time I went out to Seedman Park, I went out there with just one of my friends. It was before my wife and I met. Um, before I started Afterlife, back out to Seedman Park. Here we go. If you've ever been out to Seedman Park, the trails that they have through the woods are spotless. Mm-hmm. Really I mean, there are too. sand trails. And good luck finding a stick in these trails. <laughs> I mean, these things there are very well taken care of. 
So my friend and I, we go walking half mile back in. We start doing EVP session. And this is when I had my, used my analog recorder. It's the only thing I had, 30 minute tape. Had a microphone hooked up to it, put the recorder in my pocket, reach in, hit the record button. I look down, I can see my red lights on. Okay, I'm recording. We're out there for an hour and a half. And I say, you know, this is going to end. If you have anything nice to say, say it now. And then I stop the recording. Reach in my pocket, hit the stop button, pull the recorder out, wrap it up, put it in my bag. Don't look at it until the next day. Well, the Ada Witch's real name is believed to be Sarah. So I said, Sarah, if you want, you can follow us back to the bridge, but you cannot cross the bridge with us. To this day, it still kind of makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. My friend and I start walking down these perfectly groomed sand trails, and we can hear footsteps in the woods all the way down to the bridge. We stop, and I say, Sarah, this is where you have to stay. You cannot cross this bridge with us. We cross the bridge. We keep walking. No more footsteps. Hmm. That would be creepy. The next day, I play my recorder back. Now, mind you, it's a 30-minute tape. We were out there for about an hour, hour and a half. All you can hear is me say who I am, the date, the time, where I'm at. The next thing you hear on that tape is, if you have anything else to say, say it now. And then I stop the recording. So for an hour, nothing recorded, but the recorder kept going hmm. on a 30-minute tape. That's really <laughs> weird because this actually happened to me last weekend. And I record my EVPs on my phone. And I've got several instances where I've recorded the middle's gone and you just catch the end yeah just the beginning it's just gone end. and it's digital it's like well what the heck happened and it's running you can you can see it run and you can listen to it it's just blank that's weird yeah just totally dead air yeah yeah huh. I, I haven't heard that and you just had that happen this yeah. past weekend yeah we were at a Wild. resident oh you know private home yeah and I, I can't explain that. I don't know. Yeah. That is strange. Yeah, I oh, have no idea. I wonder idea. if anybody else has had that and post it and let us know what they think it is. So I, I believe it. I'm not the only one. I thought it was human error. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's not human error. I mean, granted, it was, you know, nine years apart, roughly, but yeah, right. at least you found... That wasn't in Ada, so... <laughs> Um, but sometimes that's all you get after so many years. You get that one piece of evidence, five years goes by, and then maybe you get another one. Yeah. It know, is. It's all about yeah, ghost hunting. Yeah, and that's, you have to really love this field to be able to stay right. with it. Right. Um, you know, I don't know how many times. I've got a couple of paranormal groups that I'm a member of. There's, well, there's paranormal equipment groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people post on there that are saying, Sell my, selling my equipment no longer want to be in the field. Hmm. Wow, so, I haven't seen that yet. Just out of curiosity, I messaged just some random person that was selling something. I asked him, I said, why, why are you getting out of the field? Well, that's not what I thought it was. Okay, so you spent like $1,200. <laughs> yeah, you spent like $1,200 on equipment 
to have for a year and you're just done? Hmm. Probably a your, hobby. Got bored of the hobby. Your loss is my gain because I'm <laughs> exactly. buying all your equipment for cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Okay. But that's another funny thing, too, is at least for me when um, I buy equipment, I use it a couple times and I'm like, I'm not too sure about this and rather just sell it only because I don't feel it's going to work well for me. Some people like a lot of equipment like we talked about before, too. Yeah. Depend um, what you want to use. I mean, I know we, Nicole and I have a lot more equipment than what we would use on an everyday investigation. I mean, we've got an eight camera, one terabyte DVR system. Mm-hmm. I can record all eight cameras for 30 days continuously before I have to dump that hard drive. When are we going to use that? But it was a good deal. Right. I mean, unless you go in for the long haul at somebody's house, I would just leave this in your house for a month. <laughs> Well, I think really where it comes just in more normal. use is if you're like in like the one you were talking about earlier, yeah. the Riverside, yeah, where yeah. you have a huge area that you can't cover all of it, you know, that, yeah, that's that would where it would come good. in handy. But yeah, yeah. Like well, a home investigation, to... really, you can do a couple cameras yeah, a couple set up cameras. and you're fine. If you know? we can get the Ashmore too, you can rent it out. That's yeah. why I like to go and set up all those cameras. That would be a good place to go. You have to have an open building, lots of room, and yeah. just set it up. That would be yeah. really cool. So, you know, we've. We uh, just last year, well, actually, earlier this year, um, we bought an SLS camera, and we've been playing around that. with that at home. Those are fun, huh? Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we got a couple good hits on on yours. Mm-hmm. The, the one bizarre. thing I found though, and it's really, I still can't explain this. I had it out one night, and I was watching watching my kids play with our dogs through the SLS, and I could see the outline of my kids, but the dogs didn't show up. And I was like, Is that because you're on all fours instead of standing up? I was like, okay, now I know they're chihuahuas, but I'm pretty sure they still have souls. (laughs) And bones. Or not detectives. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're moving around. I mean, they're barking and jumping on the kids. (laughs) Maybe they were moving too much and couldn't focus on it. That could be too. Yeah, but I've tried it before too where they were... Hmm. Just walking, just like walking from their food dish to go lay down. Hmm. Try and it on your dog. You you have a small dog. Yeah, I never thought to try it on him. There you go. <laughs> I have caught a ghost dog though on the SLS. Have you? Yeah, with one of our clients' house. <coughs> Remember, Ray Lynn was in the doorway, and a little figure stopped, looked up at her, and turned around and left, or just disappeared. Huh. Yeah. But it, that's pretty yeah. cool. And we, it was a dog that was haunting this woman. So. Oh, I don't think I was there on that no. investigation. That's okay. why. See, I don't. Remember. I would have remembered that. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah, always fun when you can catch Cujo on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite piece of equipment that you like to use? You know, I'm old school. I really like using my compass. I mean, okay. I have I have two different EMF detectors. My mother-in-law has a K2 that I use. Um, but I really like going old school. You know, I, I really like breaking out that compass. I like getting back to where I started from. Have you seen it spin around? A at couple all? times. A couple times. I, I've okay. saw it, I've saw it kind of move back and forth. I think that would make me more of a believer than it going off all the time. To yeah. see that constantly move around. Well, and and like uh, like I was telling you guys before we started, um, Tim Woolworth had put out a really good article about how. 
EMF detectors run off of DC. They detect DC power. And in order to get a true EMF reading, you have to you have to use a an AC detector. So using a regular directional compass, that doesn't care if it's AC or DC. Right. It's mm -hmm. going to pick up that energy movement. It's going to pick up that energy shift. It's kind of hard to fight. A Tesla versus Edison. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> hey, Edison made it possible to see Tesla's car, all right? Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I really like breaking it down old school. Mm -hmm. um, I've started getting back to where I'll run two recorders at the same time. I'll run my analog and I'll run my digital. And then I compare the two. I mean, obviously, digital, you're always going to have a better sound quality. Right. Always. Um, but the analog really has its own special characteristics that you can't get with digital. You get some of that white noise that kind of that kind of plays with your mind. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also drawing more energy in. So, so have you experienced with using the analog, like some static leading up to an EVP or something that cuts out? You can't explain why and you caught something in digital? I haven't really caught a whole lot on digital um, just because doing residential, um, it's a little harder because people are really kind of apprehensive I guess about shutting off their AC or shutting right. off their right. heat so and digital will pick that stuff up whereas analog mm -hmm. you might not hear it quite so much hmm. um, but as far as hearing something on one compared and not hearing it on the other I haven't really done enough I guess experimenting for lack of better words to really see if if right. that's happened, um, I know. I know with analog, I really like bringing that back because, like I said, you get that white noise, and it, it's sometimes it's just a half a second. What was that? When you listen back, then you realize it's white noise. Right. But that that white noise is one of those things that this field was built on. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've wondered if you can bust out an old, you know, portable TV or something. You know, see if you can get. Oh, yeah, I go to Goodwill old school all the time. Guys, kind of action on it, you know? I don't know. They're yeah, they here. <laughs> I go to Goodwill all the time, and I see all this old equipment. I'm like, oh, what if we should try that? What if we? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, everything's experimental anyway, so we might as well see what we can catch. Maybe we'd be the first one to find something else you know i've got i've got when my grandma passed away i got her old record player it's a big console record mm. player and i thought you know what i need to put that turntable so it spins backwards start playing some old vinyl <laughs> play that white album backwards and see, see, what and see you know exactly is satan coming because <laughs> that's what they said happened you play yeah. it backwards <laughs> yeah you play it backwards and there's a whole new hidden message <laughs> 
reverse oh, really did die. Let's, yeah, pull, let's reverse the polarity of this turntable. Let's see. Now everybody's going to run out and get one, get Barry Manilow and Baba and <laughs> see what they say backwards. Yeah, I don't know if you're really going to get much of a message at all from Barry Manilow. I'm just, just going to throw Maybe that Maybe Black Sabbath or something? Oh, yeah. 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 Play some That's crazy train, but yeah, there you go. Ozzy actually admitting to biting the head off the bat, you know, something like that. You know, it's, but it, it, you know, it's really just bringing back that old school stuff. Right. And that's what it comes down to. That's know. what I hear a lot of people talk about is everybody's going back to listening, seeing, smelling, just instead of relying always just because the light goes off doesn't mean something's there. I mean. I mean I've, I've really, ever since I got in the field and actually started learning about the field, the one thing that will never lead you wrong is your stomach. You yeah. get that mm-hmm. gut feeling, nine times out of ten, it's going to be right. Right. And I've, I've learned to just trust my, my feeling on everything. Um, at Paracon back in August, I had a numerology reading done from RJ. And I found out that... Um, I'm an 11-2, so I have a master number, uh-huh. which means that I am constantly being bombarded with spirits telling me things. Oh. Here, I thought I was just crazy because I was hearing voices. <laughs> uh, come to find out, I was hearing voices, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> so um, I've, really, I've really kind of relied on outside sources, mm-hmm. you know, because spirits can tell you a lot of things as long as you know how to be in tune with them you have to learn how to listen yeah and my wife will attest to this i don't listen for nothing (laughs) Um, you and never ever the husband around the world (laughs) sorry So true. I just heard that on the radio about how much that men listen and women listen. What? Men what? don't listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Um, and, and Nicole is... That's one thing about you. you got quick wood. I always forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole um, is really... Um, she, she's had to take a little step back this year um, as far as her mediumship and everything. Yeah, she um, was real quiet this year. Last year, she was really into it. It's it's been it's been a long year. Um, her mother-in-law, or sorry, my mother-in-law, uh, had knee surgery back beginning of the year. So Nicole was busy taking helping take care of her. I was busy trying to help Nicole keep the house going. And then once she finally got healed up, then we've had a potential cancer scare with Nicole. We thought oh, she had we thought she had ovarian cancer. Turned out it was an ovarian cyst. So we had all that we were dealing with. A lot of stress. Um, yeah. So afterlife communications kinda took a big step back this year mm. and we just kinda laid low. We'd post once in a while on the Facebook page. Um, and really just we really just got ourselves healed up. Um and don't mind the pun, but our vision for 2020 is just that, 2020. You know, nice. we, we have our clear vision on what we want out of the next year. And there's not going to be a whole lot that's going to stop us. Um, barring death or 
anything like that. <laughs> there, there's nothing that's going to stop us from moving this field forward in 2020. Um, we've got big goals, and Nicole and I both are just driving forward. Nice. Um, not only for the field itself, but for Afterlife Communications. We had Brian Danhausen. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually him? designed our logo for us. Did he really? So cool. we're going That's to awesome. be getting our merchandise rolling out in 2020. We're hoping. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it's over, I'll show you a picture of it. I was going to pr- bring a picture of it with me, but I couldn't find the SD card that I had it on. Yeah, all three I, of us had our paintings done by him when we yeah. were up here. Kind of, we talked about on a we did yeah, a podcast here. Yeah. Nicole yep. had hers done too. Yeah, that was interesting. It was really something I wasn't prepared for. I don't no, think any of us were. Crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. He's dare pretty talented. Yeah. It's it's not. I'm that afraid bad. he'll it's just paint it black and go. You're screwed. I, I, <laughs> I asked him that. <laughs> yeah. When I sat down when he was doing my painting, I said, "Now, do you ever get anything all black and you don't see?" And he goes, "Well, yeah, sometimes." But I said, "I got nothing." So when he holds your hands and he gets the vibe, and then he stops, I go, "Got some?" He's like, "I got it." And I'm like, oh, I am alive. I do have something. <laughs> so everybody, black. everybody yeah. does get something. But. Well, it's funny because the second year, I believe it was, that we went to a Paracon. We went to Aiden Sinclair's show. Um, his Illusions of the Past. And I think that's where I first we met. That was two probably, years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because I knew you three yeah. years ago, but we finally met yeah, last two year. Yeah, three yep. years ago, and that was good. He actually picked me. To go mm-hmm. up and, to, and he had cards laid out on tables. He told you he picked. I think it was twelve of us. He told all twelve of us to walk by. Don't point at any cards. Don't stare at any cards. Just as you walk by, glance at one, pick it, go back to your seat, stay standing. So we all we all walked by. We all picked a card. I'm standing in front of my chair. He start. He says, "Now I'm going to name off these cards. If I name your card, sit down." He names off 11 cards, 11 people sit down. I'm still standing. He goes, yours was, I don't know. He says, step out in the light a little bit so I can see you better. I'm standing directly under a light. He goes, what was your card? I can't read you. Really? Did you, were you bizarre. trying to block yourself? I didn't think I was. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I've had, I've actually had some mediums tell me that they have a hard time reading me. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because... Maybe not open enough? Well, I've always kind of been a skeptic when it comes to mediums. Mm. Um, and that comes back to when I was, when I did that investigation in building at the museum. You know, they said, oh, well, we have a medium coming tonight. Okay, cool. Well, she doesn't know anything about this place. Did you give her the address of where she has to come to? <laughs> well, yeah, we did. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to get here. <laughs> you gave her the address. You don't think she doesn't know how to use Google? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. You know, so I have a hard time believing when people say they're mediums. You don't say. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, I'm a medium. I know nothing about this place. How'd you get here? <laughs> okay, I 
I think. Sounds I like something my husband that. would say. He's just like that too. You know, but that that's my outside of the box thinking. Right. You know, you, you can't come in and you can't come at me telling me that you know more knowledge than I do when you just got lucky because you found a, you got a hit on Google, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I need you to show up at this location, but I'm not going to give you the address. You figure. <laughs> That's a that true would, medium. Yeah, I do, that I, is. Do same, I do the same thing with my doctor, and it makes him mad. I walk in. He's like, oh, what's wrong? I said, you're the doctor. You figure it out. <laughs> so I paid you the money for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have insurance. That's what they're paying you for to figure out what's wrong with me. You figure it out. You fix it. We're good. You know, it's like that, and that's how I feel with mediums too. You know, if if you truly know what's going on, you should know why I'm there. You should right. know, you know, and and they should all be the, millionaires because they is, play the lottery numbers all the time, right? I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant <laughs> to saying this because it'll be on recording and she'll have proof. But <laughs> Nicole was right. She is starting to bring me around to mediums. Ah, uh, okay. So. I'm glad she's not seeing this on the Facebook Live right now. So I'll have she's probably screaming at her phone. She'll be locking the doors before you get home. <laughs> oh, no. She'll be holding the door open because I admitted that she was right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's, yeah. Always, it's always such a tricky field because there's, I think there are some mediums which are legitimate, and you have, but there's so many con artists. And the problem is because you can read body language and you can get. Yeah. So many like like the classes like like the way John Edwards are okay. Is there somebody here with the starting with the letter C and their <laughs> name that you're missing somebody with the letter C? Is that a fatherly figure? You know, stuff yeah. like that where they're right. guessing and watching people's body language. Yeah. And the audience, you know. See, and in the in the last year, um, another thing that's really opened me up to to mediums is I've learned that I'm a character reader. Um, you can give me a picture of anybody. As long as it shows their eyes, I don't care about their nose, their ears, their hair, their mouth, nothing. Let me see their eyes. I can tell you what's going on in their life, what's gone on in their life in the past six months. I can tell you what they're going through right now. And that scared the crap out of me when I learned I could do that. <laughs> um, just because I didn't know anything. Like the first time that happened, you know, I was... 19, 20 years old. I just figured I was getting a weird vibe off the person. And I didn't pay much attention to it. And uh, but in the past couple of years, I've really realized that I have gifts. And mm. I can read people just by looking at their eyes. You know, they say that the That's eyes are a window to the soul. I don't want to know what you see. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to think. That's why I got married. I try not to think. You can, but it's you, funny that when you're in this field too, that you you a lot of senses open up more. I mean, we've all found that out too, just well, the last couple of years. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a third eye type thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, you just have to learn how to open it. You have to learn how to read. Yeah, when Andrea, the first time Andrea did her uh, UFO thing, behind yeah, Andrea Perrin, behind the yep. uh, the casino that one year. Um, <laughs> Nikki wasn't going to go. And I don't know if you, you bought her new book that mm -mm. she actually presented for the first time at Paracon. Um, actually, I think, were Nicole you there? Because we were out there. We're on that cover, but you can't see us. We're off to the side, but I was can, there. You can see part of me. Can you? <laughs> from about here up. 
Oh I think we were just off, but I'm like, we were there. We were there when she did it, which was an eye opening. I've never done that with her before. Nicole and I are actually in the book. Oh, oh, um, nice. Our testimonies are on okay. page like 399 and 400 or 400 and 401. Um, so we're actually in the book. And the whole reason, the whole way that that started was. Nicole's like, oh, they're just a bunch of crackpots. There's no such thing as UFOs. <laughs> I said, you know what? Whether there is or well, whether there is or isn't, let's just go. Yeah, you got we, nothing to lose. We paid the money. What are we going to do? Sit in the hotel room and watch TV? Right. Yeah. <sighs> I paid to come to Sault Ste. Marie. I'm going to have a Sault Ste. Marie experience. <laughs> <laughs> Which we haven't done that. I haven't taken you out there. <laughs> a half hour later, I was just about catching Nicole as she passed out when she started seeing the lights above us. Really? She yeah. passed out? Almost. Wow. Um. So I was like, okay, I have got to talk to Andrea about this. So one, I mean, we were out there for two hours, at least it seemed like anyway. I mean, there's gold, red, silver lights just all over the all over the sky. Kidding me. And it was a trip. I mean, it it was unexpected. But it was fun. Except for She's a lot of fun. Except for Nicole where she was scared. (laughs) You know, when we first went out there (laughs) (laughs) when we first went out there, I was kinda scared. I'm like, what are we doing? I'm like, are we gonna be like abductors? I mean, I had no idea. (laughs) So we're all standing out in the parking lot looking up and I'm like okay, this is kind of weird, looking around. You see all these people, like, I see it. And we're like, that's a plane, and I see that. And we're like, okay. But I never saw anything. But there was a lot of lights where we were, too. That's why she said we have to go a little bit farther. But she's had some weird experiences herself. I saw some that night. Did Um, you? I saw some of the lights. I think I went in. It was too cold outside. I got done. (laughs) I'm like, I'm done. I'm going inside. It was the end of August. And it was, it was cold, cold that it was cold that night though. Well, it was really Sault cold Saint that Marie, night. Yeah, you get, I mean, Lake you get Superior. A, get yeah, yeah, you get a two mile an hour breeze coming off yeah. Lake Superior. What was it? 10 o'clock, something like that. Ten thirty yeah. depends yeah. on what time she decides to go out. But yeah, but and if uh, you meet Andrea, if nobody's ever met her, she's so much fun. She's she's such a loving person. Oh. She's incredible. What about Roger, her dad? Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh. she's such a There's sweetheart. Something. The whole family this year was awesome too. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, she's. She's like 100% the real deal kind of person. At least I think so. I've always you see yeah. what you get with her. Yep, you do. There she is actually, no. it was funny because we went to uh, my wife and our three kids and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, myself. We all went to Florida last year. We went to Universal. And I had told Andrew that we were coming down. And she goes, oh, you should, you should stop over. And I was like, well, you know, it's going to be a busy two weeks. You know, if we get time to catch up. You know, maybe some evening we can go for dinner. She goes, well, you're not staying in a hotel, are you? I said, well, no, my in-laws have a timeshare. She goes, should have saved your money. You guys could have stayed with us. That sounds like from, her. From where our resort was to where she lived was only about 15 minutes apart. Oh, my gosh. But unfortunately, at that time when we went down, her mother was having some health issues. So she mm. was, Andrea was in Georgia, and she wasn't home when we were. Um but yeah, it was. Andrea is definitely, definitely one of those. Either you love her or you hate her type people. Exactly. And I, I don't think that many people hate her. I don't know if I. Can, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know if could. I can count on two fingers how many people hate her. 
Just no. saying. Um, she's a character, though. She's she. I can see how she'd be a bit much for people, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I like her. Yeah, I mean, with a lot of with a lot of the people at Paracon, as far <coughs> as vendors and presenters, you need to take them in small doses mm-hmm. at first. Because they're going to throw a bunch of stuff at you. They're going to try to subconsciously get you to buy all their books mm-hmm. and right. everything. So you take them in small doses. You get to know them as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, or, uh, Nicole and I have bought both of Andrea's books. Her newest one. Um, and then we bought In a Flicker. And then my mother-in-law bought the trilogy. Um, House of Darkness, House of Light. Mm-hmm. So we have all of her books. Um, we've got actually <laughs> in a flicker was lost our autographed copy by both Andrea and George that we got at Paracon was lost in the flood last mm-hmm. year. Oh no. really? Um, and I got a hold of Andrea and asked her if she by any chance has another copy. And George actually drove four hours to go to Andrea's house and sign one of the last two first edition copies. Oh my gosh. That they had just so I could get that book back for Nicole. Wow. Oh, wow. You're so sweet. So that just blew my mind when I found out that George actually drove four hours from South Florida all the way up to the Orlando area. Jeez. Just to sign a book. Wow. But that's what a lot of people do when they're at Paracon too, is everybody will sign. They'll they're not like they're celebrities but they're not. You know? I mean in our field they yeah. are, but they're they're there they'll sign anything, they'll talk to you and they walk around. I mean That's why I like it a lot more than like say if you go to a Comic Con where you have like somebody famous there you're paying forty dollars or something <laughs> just to get your picture with yeah. them. Whereas there for the most part you can just go and hang out with them and stuff like they're your old friends you know so yeah that's, cool. that's yeah. why we say it's a reunion every yeah. year yep yeah yes. and that's how i got into is that matt contacted me when we were on facebook i think probably with the museum and you probably. said call me and i'll tell you about paracon then we went back and forth and but the first year i didn't get to meet you i it was so yeah. busy i'm like i don't even know who this guy is i don't know where to look i yeah so i don't even remember year. the first year yeah it was all the first just year. Well, the first year for me, but you've probably been there before. So I've been there three years, but the first year I met you, we've, yeah, we've you've been, been there longer. There, I think this was our f- fifth year, fourth year. I have to remember how many shirts I have. <laughs> I think this was the fifth year that we were. I tell Nicole, every year, the only thing I want to buy for myself is a Paracon hoodie and a Paracon t-shirt. <laughs> Everything else, that's up to you on how much we spend. <laughs> and then I always end up buying more stuff than she does. So that always works out well. But at least it sounds good before we leave. But it's the people you get to meet there, too. I mean, yeah. there's, um, you know, Daniel Class from the Hinsdale House. Their books, yep. I bought all their books. It's really interesting. I'd love to go up there someday. <coughs> New York is a little far, but to investigate that house would be awesome. Get a hold of Tim Shaw. I'm yeah. sure he'd be oh, more we're seeing happy. him next. We're seeing him Saturday. Yep, Tim yeah. Shaw. We're yeah. Hiding in a suitcase. Go back yeah. to New York. <laughs> That's right. He's, he's over there, too. So, yeah, we're going to be doing an interview with him, too, on Saturday. Um, I actually have to get a hold of him um, because I think I said it, I told you guys on one of your other broadcasts that I uh, I had gotten that black mirror from him. Oh, yeah. Oh, the screen yep. mirrors. Mm-hmm. And 
the way our house is set up is one side is a house, one side is an apartment. My wife and kids are, and I are on one side, my in-laws are on the other. When we were on the house side, I had that black mirror sitting next to the bed, on my side of the bed. And I just had a piece of paper over it from Tim. All he wrote was, enjoy Tim. I'm still trying to figure out if he means enjoy the mirror or if I'm supposed to actually enjoy Tim the next time. I, <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. It was I'm, probably he meant Tim. I, I'm really kind of worried to ask him about it too, so I'm afraid what the answer is going to be. But I just had that piece of paper sitting on top of it, and it covered the mirror perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't see any of the mirror. You could just see a really nice frame. Well, I don't know if in the middle of the night I tossed and turned, somehow that paper moved. I don't know, but about a quarter of the mirror was showing. And all of a sudden, I start having these horrific nightmares. Like, I'm 36 years old. I have never had a nightmare that I couldn't wake up from. Have you ever used that mirror? No. Oh, you have I haven't. don't dare now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, otherwise, he probably just makes them and sells them. That's what I was going to yeah. do for Yeah, he, know, he makes them. And uh, this, this one in particular, hmm. he didn't end up bringing the Paracon. And Nicole and I were both upset at him because he didn't bring that. Because we both, as soon as we saw it on his, on his Facebook post, both of us instantly wanted it. We're drawn to that mirror for some reason. Hmm. You got to ask him about that. What was something attached to it, or well, if you know anything about Tim Shaw, he has quite a few haunted objects. Yes, that's what I'm going to ask him about on Saturday because I'm into so the haunted I'm objects. Really worried that one of those something haunted objects up. decided to go. You know, what? I'm going to tag along with this. See where we can go. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a flat Stanley type deal, okay? You cannot just travel the U.S., get your picture taken with random people flat at Stanley. random sites. It's not how this paranormal stuff works. Don't follow me. Um, but yeah, it's like, in this dream, I could, it was actually like an out-of-body experience. I was, I went to bed that night, laying in bed, covered up, sound asleep. Next thing I know, I'm up in the corner of my bedroom watching myself sleep and all of a sudden this black mass just comes over top of me and just hovers there. Cool. I'm like yelling not. at I'm like yelling at myself. No, not to buy anything from Tim. Right? <laughs> we'll have to have a talk with him. I'm like yelling at myself from the corner the upper corner of the bedroom and I can't wake, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, yeah. And oh, that's bizarre. All of a sudden, I I don't know what it was. I just, out of nowhere, just woke up. And I'm laying there going, what the just happened? Wow. And I look over. Does that sit by your bed anymore? Sure does. You're nuts. Really? Are you serious? It sits, sits on my dresser at the end of my bed. See, that would have been in a closet. And you know what's sitting underneath that black mirror? Uh-uh. How to Use a Scrying Mirror by Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Oh. That book is underneath that black mirror. Yeah, she just passed that, away this year. With that piece of paper on top. But however, at Paracon this year, when Tim Shaw did his gallery reading, he was giving out Mardi Gras beads. So oh. he come out, you know, Saturday night is a big party. I mean, once Paracon's over, yep. everybody just completely 
drains the bar of every liquid they have there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. True story. I, I wasn't part of it. I don't uh-huh. think. Uh huh. I don't remember. <laughs> What's it was all what kind of fuzzy. We didn't hang out at all. Stays there. But, but it's funny. <laughs> I see Tim. He comes walking out, and he's got this whole handful of beads. And if you know me well enough, you'll know that I like to have fun. <laughs> so I look at Tim. He catches me looking at him out of the corner of my eye. I start to lift up my shirt. <laughs> Before I could get my shirt lifted like four inches, he throws two strings of beads stop, at me just stop. all stop. I'm like, Tim, I have an undershirt on. We're all right. <laughs> um, but it's funny because... You know, I, I have that book, and then I have the black mirror on top of it, and then I have that paper that says Enjoy Tim that I'm really worried to ask about. <laughs> but then I have the Mardi Gras beads sitting on top of the paper uh, just so that paper can't move. Because if that paper moves again, I start having these nightmares again, I'm going to have no choice but to ship that mirror back <laughs> to Tim, and my wife will kick my butt. Because we both really enjoy the looks of the mirror. That's neat. So... I'm going to have to get a hold of Tim and find out. Yeah. You know, did you make this mirror around your haunted objects? I mean, what's <laughs> really going on? Did with you this? forget to smudge this before you gave it to me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't That's know. about that time, yeah. too. He probably smudged the glass with something, right? <laughs> I don't think it was Sage. <laughs> oh, oh wow. you're, you're too much fun. I'm glad, oh, you got, I'm glad you came out for us. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a lot of fun. Too. Time um, goes by so fast and more stories. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah. I'm really, I'm hoping this weekend I'm going to be doing some inve- uh, some investigating at the house using the new equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, Let us know how that goes. But then the, uh, the weekend after that, if we don't have anything planned, I'm hoping I can start trying to get some ducks in a row on who we need to get a hold of or who I need to get a hold of to be able to get this yeah, we have a couple together. teams that we know too that maybe we can all get together and yeah. work something out. That'd be interesting. If, if I can get the green light to uh, get a few teams in the in the Riverside, I'm yeah, going to do this. Yeah, yep, we have some teams. That's, that's one of the that's one of the goals. That's one of our 2020 visions. Cool. Nice. Is to get this done. So. Good. Awesome. So right. about that time, isn't it? Yeah, it goes by too fast. It's like, it's like ten minutes and now we just sat down. Yeah, so yeah, so it's like in kind of closing. Um, yeah, just check out the Kent County Paranormal Web, um, the whole picture podcast. That's where you can find our podcast, the 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 produced version, so just the live version on our Facebook page. Of course, you can check us out on Facebook, Kent County Paranormal forward slash or facebook.com forward slash Kent County Paranormal and on Instagram and if you need to get a hold of us our email is Kent County Paranormal at hotmail.com alright alright all right. All right. thanks everybody alright <laughs> bye bye <laughs>